Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Daily Chat Podcast. This is Dan. And I'm Martin. And this is a podcast where two perfectly sane, middle-class gentlemen do deep dives on, ver- on a variety of topics. From exploring our perceptions of society to random stuff we watch on the interwebs. And this week, we'd like to introduce my good friend, Annie. Hi, Annie. Hello. So, Annie, <laughs> before we do a deep dive on our topic today, we usually do a little background in terms of um, how we know how the host knows our guest. Do you want to go take, take it away in terms of how we know each other, or do you want me to kind of go into it? Can I just jump in really quickly? Sure. Did sure. you get my reference? No. So, listeners, I was the one who wrote that little quip about the about us, the two gentlemen. Read it again and and tell me if you get the reference. Go ahead. Two perfectly sane middle class gentlemen doing deep dives. What we're am I crazy missing? Crazy rich Asians, but we're not crazy and we're not rich. So oh. oh my god. Dude, you're killing the joke here, man. If you have to explain it, you're killing it so hard. Oh gosh. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna jump back to that. But anyways, <laughs> do you wanna go into how we met each other or do you want me to go into it? Oh my gosh. How do we know each other? From like an Among Us lobby? Among Us lobby. That's exactly it. I don't know if there's a deeper story than that. There is no deeper story. That's exactly it's just, it. It's just a struggle That's trying it. to get 10 people every time. It was a struggle. <laughs> it, our Discord group has like died down quite a bit. I feel like we don't play as often these days. But It's just so hard to get 10 people together. It's true. I think you're usually the person that instigates the whole thing. But I think uh, I had a friend who brought us in, who brought me in rather, to Discord group as a plus one. And, you know, I thought you were hilarious. Like, you just, <laughs> like, uh, something about you just ca- like, captured me right away. In terms I accept of, like... all compliments. <laughs> <laughs> free of charge, free of charge. <laughs> but yeah, you're like hyper blunt and your humor, your brand of humor was, uh, like, I love that. I also have- default monotone voice it's actually a disaster so for, so, so for context i thought that annie was a guy for the longest time like oh this guy's hilarious that happens to me so often actually so i'm like i'm so used to it like, whatever. but you didn't correct people and then everyone was saying she 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 i'm like oh my god am i like misgendering somebody Dude, the lobby was just so big Dan. i'm like okay whatever i can't be bothered <laughs> come on Dan. come on i'm like oh awkward but Annie was like super chill about it when I brought it up later on. So, you know, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So if our listeners, Annie is, is, a, is a gal pal. So again, welcome. And going back to Martin's joke of our of our intro <laughs> of two perfectly sane middle-class gentlemen, our topic today is going to be crazy rich Asians, but not crazy rich Asians because we're going to be talking about the movie. No, not, no, not the movie. Yeah. Not the movie. Yes, we're going to be talking about the recently popular Netflix uh, reality show series, Bling Empire. Woo! We did it, folks. We got Martin to finally <laughs> watch Bling Empire after so many episodes. Dan has been trying to get me to watch this. No joke. I'm going to say like a month and a half. Did like, you, it did feels you enjoy like it though? No. no. <laughs> uh, I'll happily, happily be the minority opinion and perspective but i don't like the show at all and we can get into I have why. friends that went into it that were like this is gonna be so trash and they got like completely addicted it, it's so good and like dude i thought it was really good i had to, i told martin you have to watch it to the end you can't just watch like one or two episodes so for context okay. martin has watched i think three episodes three um, three that's right yeah. but and you gotta tell him like you know it's it's something he has to watch to the end to get the whole scoop. Okay, at, 
like close to the end, it gets a little bit less superficial, I would say. Yeah, definitely. It's too little too late. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. It, it was an it was a Herculean effort. Herculean. What a word. <laughs> just, just to get me beyond one episode. Okay. I started with one and Dan's like, no, 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 no. You gotta give it a chance. I'm like, all right, two. He's like, no, at least three. At and least we three. went back and forth on this for the longest time. So I'm like, all right, Dan. I'll How many episodes are there even in total? I think there's like seven. So Martin finished maybe like almost half the series. Okay, it's not that long. That's my point. If if you have to make me watch over half the series before I'm invested, you've failed as a show. But what's not? But, what's there not to like about? <laughs> <laughs> about oh, Empire? buddy! Oh, buddy! Uh, so much, so so so. So much. we have a we have quite the agenda in front of us today. So we'll kind of tackle it bit by bit. Just for context, none of us are. Uh, crazy rich Asians, nor are we remotely close to the fortune of Bling Empire. Um, unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> must I, be nice. <laughs> I think, like, they can spend our year's salary in, like, in a meal. In, like, in, like five seconds. <laughs> yeah, in, like, five seconds. You know, I just want to I want to buy a friendship ring. $100,000? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you see that? post that was going around on social media afterwards no. <laughs> they like gave um everyone one of the cast members gave everyone a cartier ring to celebrate and then kevin dropped us in the ocean <gasps> oh was that on the cruise something like oh, they were like, on like a, cruise, a boat like, or like yeah, a yacht yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like a small ship or something yeah oh my god <laughs> that, that ring probably cost like <laughs> a couple thousand oh my god, dollars <laughs> oh my god oh my god well, since we're already talking about Kevin, let's let, let's talk about some of the cast and Kevin being my absolute favorite. You know, he's just so down to earth. Overall, of course, <laughs> overall great <laughs> guy personality. Oh yes, there. so down to earth. Yeah, <laughs> he's he represents us, the average Joe in the world of the crazy rich Asian. What's there not to like? Okay, so well, you know what? I'll give him a bit of credit. He is one of the few that are more down to earth, relatively speaking. But even him, like if if he outside of this show, if I were to see him in any other show with like normal people, he would <laughs> be <laughs> yeah, he would not be the one I would relate to by far. Like he's he's still a model. He still sounds pretty wealthy. I mean, obviously not as wealthy as the others, but he definitely not be the guy I would relate to. So yes, he's more sane than the rest of rest of the the people, but still, does I, he sound I, super wealthy though? I don't he think he's actually doesn't. that wealthy. Have you seen the apartment he lives in? I think in one episode he said he was living with roommates or something. Right? Yeah, for like he does. a thousand dollars a month. That's like pretty. It was. It was. Class. That was the chat he was having with Jamie and I think was it Kim? Yeah, it I think it was Kim right at the, by the by pool. The pool. Or by the pool. Yeah. Jamie was saying how she spends nineteen thousand a month <laughs> on rent. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice, right? <laughs> um so kevin's like sharing you know a thousand dollars a month and even by toronto standards that's like fairly cheap for like yeah. uh you know yeah, it's me- not too too bad like metropolitan condo yeah, yeah yeah so i mean i don't think kevin is that extremely wealthy i mean just looking at his room like that he stayed his living room that was that he was being filmed at his oh, time. okay I-, I did not see his apartment though. i didn't get that far in the okay show. so <laughs> it's not like I, he like his possessions don't really scream rich, and I don't think he's actually extremely wealthy in the least. You know, he's not like I forget the actor's name that made a Shang Chi, right? He's not in any major production. You know, the guy from Kim's Convenience, Simu Liu, uh, Simu, Simu. All right, yeah, like yeah, so, yeah. he's he, like you know, Simu made it big with Marvel, but like we're not really. I don't think until Kevin gets to that point, 
that he's gonna like he's really made it big. I think he's making he's getting by is my impression. So either way, so he's I think we all agree that he's extremely attractive. Got some as abs going. By all, what you know, I I I think it's mostly Dan. Annie, <laughs> we'll let you speak for yourself, but I think it's mostly Dan. I mean, I mean, it's literally his job to look good. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And like, so he, so he, for Kevin, like, I'm gonna be hashtag Team Kevin for this for this task, but I can't speak for the rest the, of. There was no competition. Claimed. We're still gonna have Team Kevin. All right. If I if we have a video one day, I would like my top right of my screen to have like Team Kevin splashed across. <laughs> And uh, okay. Martin and Annie can have something else splashed across their screen, but for me, it's gonna be Team Kevin right over here. <laughs> I think he's entertaining to watch as a character. Yeah, but I don't think I relate to him in real life either. Yeah, he's... like his personality is a little bit out there mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, in terms of like someone I would be friends with, but in terms of watching on a show, I think he's pretty entertaining. Oh, absolutely! I absolutely agree with that. I don't think I would like. He's a cool guy. He seems like like really charismatic, but. Like he relates more to white the white frat boy, which I don't personally relate to. He's a little bit too high energy for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Part of it. So I think what we haven't talked about is that Kevin is a like a Korean adoptee. So he was adopted at, from uh, into a white family when he as, like as a child as a baby. So really, he doesn't have much of an Asian upbringing. He, so his upbringing yeah. is very very white. So really, he is truly a white person like within a Asian guy's body. So I think there are those differences as well, and that's why he's kind of learning about Asian culture like now, like when he's kind of old, uh, old and grown. <laughs> old and grown, you make him sound so old. He's, like, how old's the guy? I don't he's know. Like in his thirties, I'm guessing. I'm gonna guess early thirties, maybe. Mid-30s. I think he's around thirty, right? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not. Sure. Mid, I'm just saying mid thirties. He looks. Yeah, we we really did our research here. I know. Clear. <laughs> <laughs> We're also gonna edit that out because we need to sound smart. <laughs> no, no, no. We're keeping this in. <laughs> so Kevin. All right. Like, Google says he's thirty-seven. Yeah, so late thirties. That's you. what I thought. Okay. Damn. So well, he's older than I thought. Kevin <laughs> is. Well, I mean, magic of makeup. What can we say? So Kevin was branded as the dumb person in the show, right? He's not only the poor one, but he was also the oblivious frat boy who just like likes to have fun. Would you say that's like accurate portrayal of the guy? Because my answer is absolutely no. At least given the first, again, there's first three episodes that I watched. He doesn't seem particularly dumb. I think he's just less knowledgeable about the world of the rich. So relative to the rest of the people, when they talk about like spending like, I don't know, $100,000 on like, I don't know, a piece of jewelry or a shoe or some some shit, then he's like, what? So it, it gives off the impression that he's like, doesn't know anything. But I think it's just because all these rich people are used to their standard of living when compared to him, he's more quote unquote normal in his lifestyle. And so he's very shocked by all this, which gives off the impression of, again, being dumb. Is he dumb though? Again, in the first three episodes, he doesn't sound dumb to me. Just, I guess, ignorant of the rich people lives. So no, I don't think he's dumb. Yeah, I don't think he's dumb, but I think he is a little bit scatterbrained and i'm not sure if like how much of that is an act right because there was this episode where like they go to a leather party or something with the the plastic surgery clinic i think he just shows up in bdsm gear <laughs> but i mean like how much of that is on purpose right and like how much of that is just like to be out there you know yeah i mean 
it, I mean, Kane even tells him that, you know, that's not a leather party or that's not the, that's what a theme entails. But I think part of it is that knowing, like, just how he portrays himself as a person, I think he thought, well, I'm just going to run with it because, you know, it'd be, it'd be fun and kind of funny to go into it. Yeah, I think he likes to stand out. So, you know, like, how much of it is, again, mm. like, oh, yeah. dumb versus just like, oh, I'm going to have some fun. Yeah, he plays it up. Is this, yeah, there's actually a TED talk that Kevin does, uh, the host it talks about toxic masculinity and being Asian. So, and uh, he sounded pretty like sounded pretty good. I mean, I don't know how TED talks are filmed, but you know, he gave pretty good insight about that. And I, you know, I definitely like. I don't I think I don't think he's as dumb as the edit makes it portrays him out to, or at least tries to kind of push that image upon him. Um, overall, I think he's a pretty like pretty pretty good guy. Um, he, he seems pretty level-headed. He seems like I. I <laughs> You're not biased at all. You don't sound biased at all. <laughs> not Team Kevin. Oh, Team Kevin. You know, <laughs> Kevin. Kevin's just the best. You know, what can I say? Uh, with that said, like Kevin seems like a guy that that you that be fun to hang out once in a while, but you wouldn't like you wouldn't keep him around like if you're like um, in terms of wanting to date the guy. I think he'd be really <laughs> tough to date actually, um, just based on his energy <laughs> and like I think. Just I don't know. It just it just is eccentric. Yeah, I think if you're the right person, or if your personality meshes, it would be fun. Like Kelly, for example. Yeah, like because he was focused on Kelly, right? And he was like, yeah. I mean, he didn't seem like he was trying to like yeah. would cheat on her if they were dating because he had like that whole thing where he was like, oh, that's like the very basics of dating is not cheating on the person you're with. Yeah, yeah. But but isn't that hypocr- hypocritical for him to say? Because oh, yeah, at 100%. the same time, like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, he's like. <laughs> I- I understand that she's in a relationship, but she should just kiss me already. Like, I'm like, bro, come on. Like, <laughs> yeah. You talk about not cheating and here you are trying to be like a homewrecker. Like, get it, get over yourself. So, I mean, part of it was that like Kevin was waiting for her to be single first, right? So he's not engaging it. Like he never, so later on in the show, I'm, I'm assuming you're not going to watch it. Um, <laughs> is that, assumption. Is, is that, you know, Kelly takes a break from Andrew and then, you know, Kevin asked her out on a date. So he never actually takes action despite all of his joking and teasing. He doesn't actually, you know, start any home wreckage until, Dude, you know. he flirts with her every single time they meet. I think it's a fun flirting thing. I think, like, sometimes you have, like, guy and girl relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fun flirting. Debatable. I, I, I wouldn't, like, again, based on the first few episodes of what I saw, I wouldn't call it that. Like, they're really close. He's always touching. He's always hugging her. Like, there's, like, you know, a friendly hug that you do when you meet a friend. And then there's his level. And then he's trying to get it on with his mom. To, no, sorry. Not get it on as, in like, in a sexual way. But he's trying to be really chummy with her mom. I'm like... And there's nothing wrong being friendly with someone's mom. But, like, in the way he's going about it, like, it's very obvious. Like, everyone could tell. Like, I'm like, okay. Okay, dude. Like, calm yourself. Yeah. Um, something I learned today before coming onto the podcast is that uh, I found out that Kelly is a producer of the show. So, oh yeah, if you folks ever have you folks ever watched like JK News? Yes, but not in a long time. Okay, so JK News they invited Kelly to come on a show and just talk about stuff. And like I haven't watched it in a really long time, or like JK News in general. And then, um, so she was talking about the show, and I took some notes when she was talking. And it's really interesting that Kelly was not born into the riches like some of these, uh, you know, trust fund babies were. Um, she actually made her wealth through entrepreneurship. So, you know, good on her to like, you know, for making it by herself. But, you know, she's, I think she's at a point right now where, you know, money is, you know, <laughs> money is now just like a, 
just a means. It's a means, but it's, like, it's no longer like, it holds much significant value. For example, uh, she's saying that, oh, $500? That's cheap for dinner. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 500 bucks. I mean, I'm sure some of us have spent $500 for dinner like for like a super special occasion. But generally speaking, we're not going to spend 500 on a meal. Yeah, that's like like maybe a wedding. <laughs> you gave maybe. $500 to somebody for a wedding? I don't know. Something like that. Some, some like a very momentous occasion. I've never given five hundred dollars to somebody for a wedding. The most well, I, I don't g- have that kind of money, but I'm, I'm all my friends could... are single. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine hypothetically, if you were want to celebrate like you know the marriage of like your friend or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I, a close friend. Yeah, I, I no, I, I think the most I've given was like three hundred, you know, to a couple. But that's just me. Like, you know, the, my tier is like 100 for like, you know, usual friends, all that jazz, and then move up to 200 for like closer, and then 300 is like, you know, close family friend slash like someone I've known for a really long time. That's kind of my tier list. But I'm not sure how your tier systems work, but 300 is like kind of my upper threshold. Oh, I haven't been to enough weddings to have a tier list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, same. Ditto. <laughs> um, Yo, weddings are expensive. Like, you know, some people cry about not being invited. I'm like, that's okay. Don't invite me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford to support you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we can just go for dinner and just, you know, have a good, nice dinner and that's it, right? Right. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, weddings are expensive and, like, people get salty about not being a go. I'm like, you know what? If you don't want me at your wedding, I'm okay with that, too. You know? Like, you're happy not with me not being there and I'm happy to, like, have more money in my pocket. Is it such a big deal not be invited? I don't really care. <laughs> but maybe that's just me. Going back to Kelly for a hot second, you know, let's talk about her relationship with Andrew. Um, oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so stupid. Martin has a whole, like, scroll of quotes, so I'm, I'm like, waiting for him to whip it out at some points, but I, Martin clearly has an opinion here. Oh, my here. God, that's amazing. So, please, go ahead. Okay, like, it's mostly with Andrew, although I would say Kelly's kind of, like, she makes herself sound dumber, at least in my opinion. Like... Like, she'll say things, oh my gosh, like, when I was 20, I was married to this guy and lived in an outrageous, uh, an outrageous life with seven cars. But now I only want to date for love. Like, I'm like, what are you trying to say here? Like, were you just dating him for money? Is this really helping your image right now? And then and Andrew is by far worse. Like, he'll say things like, oh, uh, when she learns about falling in love, we'll be like happy together or something like shit. Like, what do you mean by learning about falling in love? Like, like, are you some love guru? Like, come on, man. Like you're not making any sense. He himself seems entirely emotionally unstable. And even within the first episode, they get into some like ridiculous fight where he's just like cussing her out over what? I think she just went shopping in the morning and didn't invite him along or something. So he was sleeping. like, come on, like what the hell? Yeah. So he's, He's messed up. Like he's entirely not ready to be in a relationship. He needs. Yeah, that to phone check call himself. was honestly so incredibly toxic. Like literally after so that toxic. scene, I was like, "Okay, I'm done with this, man. I I can't. This is like unsolvable." Yeah, like <laughs> I, I don't give a shit that you were. Well, like, how is this in any world acceptable? <laughs> yes. No. No. He he's just way over the line. But she's able to put up with it. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, he he yeah. makes up for it by like uh like saying sorry, and then we talk about it afterwards. I'm like, bitch, please. 
anyone can say sorry, <laughs> but not anyone flips out like he does. Like he is yeah. not ready to be in a relationship. He needs like, to. Like I don't want to victim blame Kelly, but at the same time, I'm like, girl, what are you doing? No, she's pretty dumb. I, I'm, oh I don't my care. God. She's pretty dumb. <laughs> she's pretty dumb. Like watching to the end of the show, like stressed me out real hard in terms of like <laughs> Kelly and Andrew's relationship. It's just, are they still together? They broke up. Literally, post, like they so. took a break. In the middle of the show, and then at the very end of the last episode, they get back together. I'm like, why? And they keep it secret. They keep it secret. They lie to everybody. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm not gonna talk tell my friends because I always like tell them about how much trouble I'm having with Andrew. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Maybe and this is a sign. I'm sure, like Andrew is always saying, you know, I don't, we you know the lo- our our relationship should just be between us. You shouldn't get anyone involved. I'm like. That sounds pretty toxic in some ways, because like you're just pretty much trying to put like hide all your issues under a rug, and then you don't want anyone else to know about it, right? So it's ridiculous. It's kind of manipulative in many ways. So I'm like, oh, that's really scary. Post show, they broke up officially on their social media, so they're done. However, there is a season two of Blank Empire, so you know, stay tuned. Maybe things will change. Is there an air date yet? No, not yet. Oh. According to Kelly, like this has been like something that's been in the works since like like not season two, but Blank Empire in general early 2010s right so she read bling empire in 2013 so season two so not Empire. sorry she read crazy rich asians season 2013 and then the movie came out and that really paved the way for bling empire and you know kelly is pretty much a mastermind behind bling empire that we know right she was saying how the show was actually very uh authentic like nothing was really staged and that everyone was trying to be true to themselves on the show how much of that is true, I don't know. But, I mean, she seemed pretty authentic when she was talking about it. So, I think the whole Andrew Kelly situation, I think you're right. It's, like, highly toxic. That phone call was, uh, it made me sweat so a little bad. bit. <laughs> also bad. You know, so bad. I'm like, I wonder what goes into his mind, though, when he watches that back. Like, how does, like, what kind of thoughts is going through his does head? Does he cringe? Like, he I don't really know if should. that I've ever been yelled at like that. Yeah. I think the context for that phone call, by the way, Martin, was that he they fell asleep in the morning, or he fell asleep, but he wouldn't wake up. So Kelly decided to just go on shopping with Anna, while right, yes, uh, yes he right. continues his nap, right. But was that the right move though? Like, if you were the if you were Andrew in that situation, would you and you wake up and nobody's around, would you be upset? I'd be, I'd be surprised. I'd be like, oh, what happened? And she's like, oh, you know, you were sleeping. I didn't want to wake you, so I went shopping. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I don't like shopping anyways. Hope you have fun. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'm like, oh, okay. When do you want to meet? Like, we can, maybe we can meet for lunch or something. <laughs> like, you did me a favor. I was tired and I was sleeping. Yeah. M- maybe he, uh, I don't know. Maybe he loves shopping. <laughs> so maybe. maybe he was really, maybe. really upset uh, that he didn't get to go shopping. I, I don't know. But like, I-, I don't think that was any reason to blow up. Yeah. And on that note, just more random quotes. Like, he's having dinner. There's one scene. <laughs> the quote. <laughs> he-, he was having dinner with kane and kevin and he was they were talking about his relationship because i think kevin was asking like oh you know you guys have been rocky he's like no no no. i mean it's fine like we've had our issues but uh so quote i don't want a 180 relationship i want a 360 relationship but it goes back to where you were and it's like it's like wait first of all like what the fuck that doesn't make sense and he's like hold on (laughs) if you want a 360 that means you're starting back where you were, Zero. meaning you didn't improve <laughs> at all. You're still fighting. You want a 180. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, no, but then, but then you evolve, you know, like the planet, like a figure eight. 
I'm like, bro, what are you smoking? Like, like what is going through your head? Off my mind. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> Andrew is definitely eccentric. I actually took a, character for sure. I, I took a quick look at his po- uh, not podcast, but I took a look at his. Just uh, a podcast. Instagram. He actually is doing a public podcast, so he, he does sessions with another therapist, not the uh, like Dol- Dolores Umbridge from the show. Um, I don't even know her name. For sure. They, they did a couple therapy on the show. They had like, this Dolores Umbridge figure on the other side, and she was. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, you're right. Because uh, th- there was one part where they talked about his abandonment issues. Yes, yes, has, like, yes, yes. Issues with his like parents or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, that sucks. But I don't think that gives you the excuse to treat somebody like that. Like as in as in Kelly during that phone call. I mean, so. Kelly did, did explain later on. Yeah, I think on, you need to work on yourself, honestly. I mean, Kelly explained later on that it's all like, you know, like his mother just like couldn't even deal with like Andrew. Right when he explodes, you die. The, the best strategy apparently is just to let him be and just let him explode and like. Like I think it's so problematic that it happens enough times that so she has a best strategy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if it happens like once, you're already like, okay, like is this a relationship I want to be in? But it happens like so regularly. She so has strategies. And, Why? And the best strategy is let him erupt. You know. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know something so mind-boggling. Something's fucked if if the answer is to do nothing. <laughs> if, if that's your solution, something's fucked. <laughs> yeah. Like, time to get out. You know, like we were saying, Kelly, you know, she's only dating for love. And they were talking about the criteria over a lunch date with, uh, not lunch date, but just a lunch between her, Kevin, Kane, and somebody else. Uh, maybe I think it was Jamie. But either way, Jamie. they were just talking about how Kelly's, Kelly's uh, criteria for... Dating essentially, essentially, it's someone who doesn't cheat oh. on her. I'm yeah. like, the bar is pretty low. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> but but you want to date for love? Like, do you even know what you want? Oh my god, it's like, <laughs> oh, like you know, like, listening to her talk about me. her relationship stresses me out. <laughs> like, it I does. almost like was tempted to skip through it in the later half of the season. Like, oh, I can't deal with this because her. Her argument for why he's okay is because he doesn't cheat on her. Yeah. Dude, my favorite is like her friends are like, that's the basics. And she's like, yeah, some of my friends don't even have that. I'm like, what? Okay. Yeah, like, okay, so you have some trash. How does that help you? (laughs) How hard is it to find someone who's not going to cheat on you? Why would you even go into a relationship thinking, expecting your SO to cheat on you? Yeah, you're like going in with zero trust. Oh my gosh. It's so So like. I'm trying to give her reasons because I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe it's the environment she grew up in. Maybe it's the culture of her social circle. I don't know. But like that's a really, really low bar. And I don't think it takes someone like a ton of year of experience with dating to know that that's a low bar. Okay. Like I'm trying to give her reasons. Like, okay, maybe there's something I wonder if it's like because she mentioned like her first husband, like behind her back, was running like this huge scam. So maybe that's why she like doesn't trust the person. Maybe. Could be. There's, there's definitely some trauma there to unpack. Let's contextualize this, and you know, in terms of your your own friend who tells you the same thing. Oh, you know, I like this new guy because, yeah, he doesn't cheat on me, and then it's great. What would you say to this friend? Would you say, okay, you, you know, you do that, or are you gonna say, yo, fuck no, you we need to talk like, right now? Yeah. Are you high? Like, what do you <laughs> like? Okay, like, you, you gotta be kidding me, right? You're actually joking. Because that, that's... The idea that that's the only thing that you're looking for, or the baseline, is, is ridiculous. 
I think the expectation is that nobody ever cheats on you ever because, you know, you would date a decent human being. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think th- that's a given. It shouldn't, it should be done without saying. Yeah, so the exactly. Fact that, like, I don't think it needs to be a criteria. It should <laughs> not be accepted it, as fact. Yeah, it, it should just already be there. And cheat on you, consistent. you're like, okay, scumbag, move on to the next one. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> like that, it, it's actually quite simple. <laughs> I wonder how hard it is, though, to date when you're rich, right? Like, how much hard, like, I'm sure they can't just go on a, you know, a Tinder app and just swipe right, right? They think there's like, I think there's just much more pressure as a person who, who has wealth versus an average Joe who doesn't have much. Whereas I think our pool is like, I guess that's fair because everyone you date would basically be in your friend circle otherwise. Yeah, exactly. I guess it's also hard. Like if people, if you're like a high-profile person where people know that you're wealthy, you know, there I think there's a lot of insecurities there too. It's like, oh man, are, are these people just like gold diggers out for my cash? Or like, what's going on here? Is this actually love? <laughs> it's hard to say. Also, can we just re- rewind back and and, t- and like like explain to me how we're celebrating Kelly's birthday, but Anna just says, "Hey, let's go to Paris and celebrate your birthday." <laughs> there's a there's a really nice restaurant that I want to go to. <laughs> Rich Must people like nice. <laughs> like that is I can't I couldn't even fathom just on a whim of taking a flight to Paris to go shopping and mind you when imagine you your sh- friend on your birthday surprises you at your door we're going to Paris for dinner <laughs> and flying back <laughs> then I'd be like be on a private jet <laughs> yeah are you paying for that and can you afford that because I know I can't okay yo Anna Anna is like. Like ridiculously wealthy, she can definitely for sure. Apparently, in the in the in JK News that they talked about today, uh, Kelly says there's a portion that was that was clipped out from the actual show where Anna actually shut down the Palace of Versailles just so they can get a private tour of the whole facility. <laughs> oh my god, stop! <laughs> what the fuck? Like, okay, so must be nice. Like, there's, there's so many issues with that to me, and, and maybe I, I'm just you know what I am a critical person when it comes to like society and things like that but like like okay so yes you're rich enough to do that but do you have to even if you have the money that's such like a selfish scumbag thing to do because you're saying the whole this entire place needs to be mine and no one else like who are you i mean okay it's 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 akin to it's akin to booking a venue really for your wedding this whole place will be mine for like x amount of time has a lot of people you're booking it for just yourself and maybe like two friends <laughs> like uh, you're not that I wonder how much danger there is involved with being high profile that is that true thing. right you it, never it know right but imagine for safety though or she just like, and i wonder flexing. if it had anything to do with the camera crew if she just flexes like that all the time <laughs> i mean it's true maybe they booked it for a little bit of filming but look the fact that someone has the ability to book out the pals of versailles for the sake of getting a private tour is incredible <laughs> you know for what it's worth i actually really like anna she seems i like really love curious. anna like honestly if i can meet anna i was like i think she she's like really down to earth person she's eccentric but i think she's like i, can, I can't dig you i think i can like i can i can uh, vibe with you as a friend yeah she's yeah. like fun and eccentric she's better than the rest i i don't know if i could use the words down to earth to describe any of these people she's like. really kind i think she's kind she has a, she has a, she has really good intentions she has the best intentions of kelly um she's kind i'll give her that like she's yeah she cares about her friends i'll, I'll give her that and like i think anna does get bullied in some ways by like people like christine for example you know because of anna's eccentricness right 
Uh, someone who's a little bit more centric. I don't different. understand their feud at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those inexplainable rich people feuds where they have to brag about like where's more the things. beef? <laughs> yeah, they're just fighting over who has more knowledge about jewelry. Like, <laughs> I think like as Anna was just mentioning in one of the episodes, like it just you know it started being a really good friendship, and I think anyone starting with Anna would be you would have a really fun time. You know, she's really again, I think she's really cool. Um, but I think at some point, Christine and her just started this, you know, this rivalry where it's like, who has a bigger dick kind of thing, you know? It, just it what, seems oh. really one-sided, though. Look at the, and I don't know how much necklace. of that is clipping. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, oh, who and has editing a... editing for the show. Yeah, who has a bit best jewelry? And then they got this whole, like, thing where it's like, you know, oh, she has the same necklace as me. Therefore, I'm going to plot this petty revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move her to the end of the di- I'm going to have a dinner party. And then I'm going to move her to the end of the dinner table. Away from all her friends. <laughs> away from all, like... First of all, can we just say a dinner party where you have a personal butler for, like, every single problems, guest? Problems. Like, oh, yeah, oh my god. Cool. Like, yo, where... Can you get a tour of Anna's house? I would love to see how big her, her place is. Because we only see, like, the living room and, like, the front door. Right? I want to see how big the actual place is, because I'm very curious. Oh, it's probably, like, some, like, castle. Like It's, it's huge. <laughs> it, like, it looks like a... Like like almost like a community center size place maybe <laughs> like it's it yeah. looks huge at least in the shots <laughs> it's insane. They were talking about like like you know party gifts like like yeah you remember like loot bags and shit yeah from, you know, birthday parties except they were like Dior like watches or some shit Rolex a Rolex yeah pa- like party gifts like what the f- <laughs> <laughs> can I get a yeah, Rolex if I join the party yeah like, <laughs> if I got one Rolex in my entire life like th- that would be like a highlight okay. <laughs> Like and they're just dishing them out like like for free. It's like it's, oh it's, it's like those. Christine doll- actually made a super good first impression of me because at the beginning she was like, "Oh yeah, instead of loot bags, we're doing this thing where like we'll sponsor one child, child from China. in yeah. China or like one orphan or something like that for like every guest at a party." And then afterwards, it's just like straight downhill, like all downhill <laughs> from there <laughs> because yeah. of that feud with Anna. Like this doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's it's like ongoing too. It's just like they're so. They're just really petty with each other, and like, yeah, communication is not the key, like, is not there. And I think part of it is that you have to maintain this image of yourself where you can't be the instigator or the drama person that instig- like a person that instigates the drama. Um, you have to maintain this posh kind of demeanor, I guess. So that's my th- that's just my theory, speculation, right? So they can't actually say what they want to say, but they have to do it very, like, indirectly and like implicitly through pettiness apparently <laughs> it's, it's very explicit to me as a viewer <laughs> it looks very explicit like you're clearly trying to make a statement about her and she's kind of clearly trying to make a statement about you just... if you're in the same friend circle how do you even deal with that right like do you just not talk to each other know. like you know like what's the deal there like how do you resolve that i mean i think i think maybe it's just something they do like maybe it's just a thing where it's like where i jab I, I nag martin about like you know certain things when we game Maybe just this is their way of like kinship and having fun with each other, just by like being petty with one another. Like they, maybe they're just bored. Who knows? I mean, it's possible. I guess, but I don't know. They seem pretty offended. Like if I make they a joke about offended. you, Dan, like it's just like it's just jabs, like friendly jabs. Yeah. But there's a point where like they seem literally like quite pissed off. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know if they're... Well, to me, it seems like they're taking things too far. Well, I don't far. know how much of it is, like, super obvious because we also get, like, their, like, one-on-one camera interview. Too. Yeah, exactly. That's true. 
But like all of the all of the like pettiness, sometimes it's kind of entertaining. Like for example, I don't think you watched that far, but um, what Anna did at one point was that she invited Christine over for group yoga, and as it turns out, the yoga instructor was actually a stripper. So he would, do... <laughs> so he would they would put, he would, put, he would put Christine in these very awkward positions, and uh, you know, very sexual in nature, and it's a good time. So, okay, I I definitely did see that. <laughs> maybe you should. <laughs> you should finish that. Finish that. Finish the show. It's a good time. I'm good. It's it's not my cup of tea. All right, let's let's pivot a little bit and talk about you know uh, speak of Christine, like what's the deal with her relationship with her husband? Like, do you get that far in the show? I I mean I've seen some of it, which is uh, that he is apparently some heir to a, a dynasty, the Song Dynasty. Yeah. So he's, oh my he's god, busy. that was like honestly, I felt like that was so ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> because they were like, oh, trace his lineage back to like, I don't know, what did you say, like twenty something generations? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, buddy, get over it. Like, okay, at this point, you're like not related anymore. Yeah, like you're so far down. She was like, oh, if the Song like Dynasty was still here, then my husband would be the emperor. Emperor, like, okay, some little just pants. relax a little bit. Yeah, get over <sighs> yourself, buddy. And then this is this is a little excessive here. Yeah, yeah. So the deal was, if you didn't get that far, is that they've been having infertility issues for like ten years. They got married for eleven years, yes. infertility for ten, and baby G was like a miracle baby. And during this time, she got a lot of shit from uh, like the uh, his what, family, his family, because she was able to produce it like a male heir. Honestly, this is one of those times where I say, you know what, producing a male heir might not such be like such be such a terrible thing if it's an option. Because there's actually some like some some things at stake here. You know how Asian families are always like, oh, make sure you have a baby boy to pass on the family name. Who the fuck are we? <laughs> like honestly. Like, I'm just a nobody peasant. Why do we care about passing on my family name? <laughs> Truly. Like, I don't know if it's like a thing in your families, but like who the fuck cares about passing on to the next generation? Who are we? So you know? as a side note, uh, I am the last male of my family name. So if I don't have kids and a boy at that, uh, my family name is literally gone. Okay, but how many people have your last name in the Asian community besides yeah, but, yourself? But I think it's the idea that, like, and we're not, like, again, a, a crazy rich family either, but it, it's, like, a family, it's a sense of, like, importance within the family that, like, we're continuing our line. And Interesting. My last yeah. name is, like, actually fairly rare. And I think, like, all my male cousins with the same last name only have daughters or like are not married so what, who's the youngest one <laughs> and how much pressure does he get probably my brother <laughs> well but, you, uh good you luck to your brother your parents want to see grandkids like but again though like it's just a family name and there's plenty of people who probably are somewhere down the ancestry tree that are probably you know you're probably related to them your last name doesn't really matter that much that's my whole take on it like I agree from a modern perspective, but I think in a more like cultural or like family tradition kind of perspective, if you're because I I don't think they give a shit about other people with my last name, yeah. But they can, like they <laughs> mean specifically our family line, yeah. It's over with me because my uncle had only a daughter and he's not having kids anymore, so I am the youngest male with my last name, yeah. And thus, if I get married and have kids, uh, then it continues. If I don't, then then GG no re. <laughs> How do you feel about abbreviated last names like, you know, Smith Jones, for example? That's interesting. 
I, I don't know how it came about, but it's like a combination of two last names. I don't know. It's oh, hyphenated. Yeah, hyphenated, yeah. yes. How I do you? It. But like, at what point do you stop? Right? What happens in the next generation? Do you go Smith Jones, you but, know, whatever? Is there a significance to it? Like why they did that? I think it's just perhaps they didn't want to either. They didn't want. They wanted perhaps to pass on both last names, but like, at what point does it like you know like do you keep attaching more afterwards, or you just pick yeah. one, or do you adopt a new one, right? Which one do you drop? Oh, that's interesting because so, I think this is a really recent phenomenon. No, so in Middle Eastern cultures and in some Indian like um, cultures, it's actually well part of the culture to stitch on like the first name or, or was it last name of your father into your own name, mm. and so your names are essentially all linked together. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast about it, and it's actually talking with some of my coworkers who are from that part of the world. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's like, oh, so my name is this and this, yeah. and this was actually my father's like first name, and it's so on. So, there's right. an actual cultural practice to it. But with yeah. Smith Jones, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are just names yeah, that I mean, out I think there. that's a little bit different, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, in Scandinavian countries, they do like the, I think the father's name, and then like son or daughter. Oh. So I don't know if you watched FIFA when Iceland was in it, no. <laughs> but you get like a, gu- a lot of like Gunnarsson and then the sun just stands for sun. So like son of like Gunnar. Oh, or oh that's interesting. Oh, I didn't cool. know that. Okay, that's interesting. That's what's interesting. Hmm. That's cool. Anyways, going back to <laughs> Christine and uh, Gabe, you have a son's name called BBG. And when I say <laughs> Baby G, I'm assuming, oh, this, I'm assuming that's not his actual name. It's just like, I hope, I pray to, you know. I think they talk about it at some point and that his name yeah. is not actually Baby G. <laughs> I think just Gabe Jr. I feel like I remember Jr. that show. I think it's just Gabe Jr., but you know. Okay. Um, anyway, so the whole thing with the whole, with Christine being upset about, you know, uh, Gabe pushing for another child is that, you know, they've had so much pregnancy issues for the last decade and the problem, and she has to go through a lot of procedures, take a lot of medication. But the problem is, is that she wasn't the issue with the fertility issues. It was Gabe's issue, right? And, but she was the one that took all the heat. She's the one that took all the pills. She's the one that endured procedures, right? So it's kind of fucked up in many ways. It's like, you know, you let your wife go through all of this. You let her take all this heat. And at the same time, knowing your own conditions and how you're not really addressing it, or maybe you are, but it was just not on screen, um, that you're pushing another child, you're pushing, you're pressuring your wife for another child. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this shit? No, get get out of here. Yeah, no, it's pretty messed up. I remember them going to like some um, some medical professional. I, I don't know what that person was. Yeah. To get like an like a an opinion, like a medical opinion. Yeah. And yeah, like she had enough complications that it would put her own health. Yeah, and her, maybe even her own life at risk. Yeah, as, along with the babies, and I think that's that's when you're like, okay, that's enough is enough, right? Like, yeah, it's not like I get it's important, but it's to put your your wife wife's life at risk is another matter, right? So that that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I feel like that's like the issue where it's like, man, I feel really bad for Christine. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like the the sure. only person who has like things to lose. Was like who has like you know yeah it was actually just Christine. Christine had everything to lose, Gabe had everything to gain, right? And it just like there was such a lack of respect for her too from her for her anecdote that you know there, there was zero respect for her. She had to do to sit at Kate's table. She had to do all the dishes, etc. And just like you know, treatment was so unfair. And like I I don't how do you how do you not have guilt as a husband that you let your wife do all this and it's like you're also 
like where's your sense of like like where is the mindset that you think okay i did this once therefore i'd probably do this again right where's the sympathy for your wife so anyways but christine does spoil uh baby g a lot right she booked a whole museum just to throw him a birthday party with a whole gucci crane machine you know <laughs> must be nice <laughs> like, dude the kid's like how old he's like one dude, <laughs> one exactly he doesn't know what the fuck is <laughs> gucci doesn't mean nothing to him <laughs> a gucci crane machine this is like... more for the family I-, I remember they were doing a photo shoot once yeah um, and kevin comes along because he's like a model so i guess they were asking for his opinion and it turns out that oh, yes. she wants a photo shoot in hopes that the photos will help him land a better preschool. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so, like, you're saying that if you take photos of him in, like, this, like, toy car or whatever, he's going to get into preschool earlier? Like, come on. And they even invite this, like, makeup artist kind of guy. Yeah. And he comes like, oh, look, I have a hairdryer made of pure gold. <laughs> Blow dyes. <laughs> <laughs> he's a baby <laughs> and why do you need a hair dryer of gold? oh was it the mini hair dryer I'm like what is happening <laughs> and then she starts posing herself <laughs> and she's like is this more for you or for the baby <laughs> why not both <laughs> you already booked a photographer just like, get yourself in there <laughs> Like and speaking of pregnancy, let's go over to Cherie and Jesse. Like, so Jesse and Cherie have been in this like long term relationship for a really long time. Uh, Cherie already had one child with him, and then another one's on their way. Cherie's all about getting married. Jesse has been like dodging the question left, right, and center. You know, um, what are your thoughts on that? I so they go into about how obviously from a cultural perspective, this is a big no no. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's not an acceptable thing. I, I mean, I can understand that, but like, I guess from my own perspective, maybe I'm not as traditional and I don't follow that as much. I'm like, okay, I I don't mind that you guys chose not to get. If they chose not to get married but wanted kids, I'm okay with that. But I think the mismatch here is that one of them wants to get married, yeah, and the other one is just dodging it, like you said. Yeah. So to me, that's that's a bit sketch. I'm like, what up with that? I think like, like for high profile people like Jesse and Sheree, well, more Sheree than Jesse really, because she's like balling. <laughs> Jesse, I mean, Jesse is still rich, but like you know, Sheree is like the she's she's like the is Sheree a lot richer than Jesse. I think Sheree is lot is is the is the like is the uh, matriarch of the family there. She has a lot more wealth. I think I think that's that was my impression, but. The thing is, is that, you know, for high-profile people, your image is everything, right? Especially you're rich. And, like, I have a friend who's, like, you know, a little bit well off himself. And that your your profile, your stand, your image is everything. Especially in the, you know, the higher echelon of society, right? So, this situation where you have one child is already a big no-no. A second one coming along is a double no-no. Um, and, like, like, like you are saying, Martin, like, you know, perhaps they're a little bit more contemporary in terms of, like, you know, perhaps you don't need to do... To follow the traditional ways, and that's fine. But it seems like Shireen really, really wants to get married. Like she's been asking for engagement for the longest time, and like I, like people, like the Jesse's responses just bug the shit out of me. It's like, why do we need to get married? You know, what's the point of that? It's like these are questions you should probably yeah. like, like bring this I shit like- up. 
hundred percent. I'm like, I feel like the main problem is the mismatch, right? Because if they're both like, oh, what's the point of getting married? You're like, okay, perfect, it's a perfect match. But like, she was so focused on like, and she kept saying like, oh, Jesse had so many chances. Like, he pulled all these surprises, and I kept thinking he was gonna propose, and then it wasn't. Like, maybe. Maybe you should just leave him. Like, she's like, know. she's already extended her hand. It's like, it can be a ring pop at this point. Just put a ring on it. <laughs> it, probably, it probably doesn't even have to be some expensive ring. It's like, I'll buy myself a ring. Just do the proposal. I'll handle the rest. <laughs> oh my God, it's crazy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because then at that point, you're like, okay, does this guy actually want to get married? Like, what is going on? And like, I just hate, like, Jesse's responses. Like, that's just pet peeve of mine. Like, if you don't want to get married... Just say so, we can move on with our lives. Like, you know, maybe we'll, yeah, exactly. we'll figure something out. But he always, he gaslights Cherie, right? It's like, oh, your beliefs are wrong. Do we need to get married? What's the point in that? You know, we talked about this so many times. It's like, well, clearly she's not over, dude. Like, you know, like, it's clearly bothering her. Maybe you should go back and revisit this issue and solve it once and for all. Yo, honestly, when I was watching, I was getting so frustrated. I'm like, dude, why don't you just, why don't you just leave him, man? You're already rich on your own. <laughs> you have all the resources to support yourself. Like, why do you even need this man? You can, you can probably buy a better husband than Jesse. <laughs> hire, hire a butler, man. <laughs> like, you know, like I think he pulls some shit about like Feng Shui. Yeah. It's like, oh, That's you know, like it's... that he's like, oh, I need, I need to pick the perfect day. I'm like, okay. Yeah, my like, okay there, buddy. Like, I'm like, and I think your child is how old now? <laughs> Exactly. And I think uh, I actually like what Kane said. He's like, look, there's like 360 day, 365 days in a year. And you can't pick one fucking day to get married? Like, come yeah, on. 100%. Like, like, what is every day doing? a bad day? Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and I'm like, like Kane, oh, I love Kane. <laughs> like, Kane is hilarious. You know, Kane is like a highly religious, high Buddhist guy. And if, it, like, highly, which we call it, superstitious. If a guy like that can pull that shit out of his ass in terms of telling you, like, this is the theory and this is what it is, like, you've got an issue, dude, because super, yeah. like, superstitious people usually don't take risky moves. If it, like, even is remotely, like, risky by superstition. I find that the richest people are the most superstitious. It's kind of weird. Uh, at least the people I know, anyways. Like More to lose. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Maybe I it's the whole so. idea is like because I believe in all these superstitions, that's how. Or maybe I got it's because they think they're super lucky. Yeah, maybe that's it, right? You don't want to jeopardize that. I gotta thank your good karma, right? I so, I yeah. think especially if they didn't work for the their position, yeah. like if they were born into it, then it's like I didn't do anything, but I got it anyways. So therefore, I think it must everyone be. was born into it, right? Other than uh, Kim and Kelly. Kim Kelly, yeah. For the most part, everyone was born into it. Mm. Yeah, that's that's my understanding of it, right? For the most part, they were born into it, right? I'm just imagining, like, what would have been like to just be born to wealth? It's just you woke up one day and it's like, yeah, I'm rich. I don't want to think twice about that. I'm just going ahead and have my truffle spaghetti in the morning for, bre- <laughs> for breakfast. Nice. <laughs> Wear, like, $2,000 shoes. Oh, my God. Dude, I have such peasant taste, actually. Like, I actually don't understand truffle oil. I feel like it tastes so bad. <laughs> I think like I think it's just the idea of it being expensive. That it's like, oh, I should probably try to save on this. You know, even I'm gonna try, I'm gonna pretend, I'm gonna gaslight myself hard enough to like this shit, even as the most vile. Maybe it's because I think it's too oily or something. Like, why does it taste like this? Maybe you just haven't had really good truffle oil. Maybe it wasn't too expensive. I have such a I have such peasant taste, man. <laughs> it's okay. Your life will be cheaper that way. Can't yeah, I'm like the rich food. You're actually winning because then you don't have to spend as much money on food. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. Speaking of Kane, like, did we? Did you notice his like wall of shoes? His like 
museum along his like apartment. How much do you think that the whole like rack is worth? Pretty sure you can maybe afford like a, a small condo. With that. <laughs> Dude, it depends like, how many of them are like super brand name shoes. I remember they were in a car at some point. Like, uh, so like later on in the show, they're like looking for so Kim's like dad. They got divorced, right? Yes. Kim's parents. So he was she was like looking for a missing dad, and then at one point, like Kane and Kevin go to look for him in a different state. And like, there's a shot of Kane just sitting in a car with like his hand on his face. Yeah, and then you just look at his wrist, and I'm like, not even counting his watch. His bracelets are worth over 100k alone. I'm like, okay, <laughs> oh my god, and not even including Jesus. like his rings, his watch. I'm like, oh my god, man, there's so much money <laughs> just like oh casually flashed. How do you walk down the street with like a million dollars on your body? How you are know, you not afraid? <laughs> like I can't. I'm like self conscious walking down with like you know a nice belt around my waist, you know, 100%. or like having 50 bucks in my wallet. Like, but yeah. these guys are literally wearing hundreds and thousands of dollars on their bodies. Like, yeah, no big deal. I'll just, you know, if it gets dirty, I'll just buy another one next week. I'll just throw it out. No problem. <laughs> you know, where, nice. where each insane. of my $1,000 uh, silk undies one time, I was going to throw them out afterwards. Some of them they don't even wear. They're just like, oh, what's this? Oh, I got this, like, whatever, how many years ago? And I just haven't worn it. <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Yo, this is a little bit of a tangent, but like yeah. I'm actually such a big Jamie fan. And oh then uh, she has videos. She's, she's like, does the whole social media thing, right? So she has like Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. So I found her YouTube channel and she does like hauls instead of like, I don't know if you've ever seen like a haul video, but they're usually like big ones will be like a YouTuber being like, oh, $500, like whatever, whatever haul or like $200, whatever, whatever oh, haul. Really? Hers are like 50K. <laughs> oh my God. And so she's like, oh, 50K luxury goods haul or something like that. And like, they're actually like, you know, for I'll say like for what it is, I actually really enjoy watching them because I feel like if you watch something that's like, reason like a decent price, you're like maybe I want to spend money on that. But like watching her hauls, I'm like I can't afford any of this, so I'm not tempted to buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> are, are they are they like when you say hauls? Are they like mystery boxes that she kind of takes out one? No, no, no. Like she just like orders a bunch of things, so it's like things that she's bought recently. So it could be like clothes, handbags, um, shoes, stuff like that. So, like, no matter how big their houses she are... She actually comes off super down-to-earth. I, li- I, I like Jamie. I, like Jamie. I would check wait, her wait, out wait, you say, you say Jamie or Sherry? Jamie, Jamie. Jamie. Oh, the one that, that uh, that's a professional shopper now that wants to be an Olympic rider? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wants to be an Olympic rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she dropped out of school, eh? Really? I, she, her, yeah, she dropped out of university, I think. Her presence in the show was not that great. But, you know... She what, didn't have that many lines. Yeah. What was, like, what's so entertaining about watching Jamie? Uh, I don't know. It was like super entertaining, really. I'm just like, oh, she seems like a good person. <laughs> really, she seems really yeah, like she didn't come off like okay, like some of the characters. Okay, yeah. some of the people, honestly, like come off so catty. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I can't deal <laughs> with yeah. the catty. <laughs> but Jamie comes off like I don't know, very like I don't snobby is the right word for it, but she just comes off very like oblivious, I guess, or like socially unaware. Of how the world works sometimes. It's... So I wonder if that's because she's so much younger than everyone else. Because I think she's it's only true. like in her early 20s. And everyone else yeah. is like 30-something. It's true. Not understanding the sense of money. You know, oh, you know, my my, my partner's only 19 a month. That's, you know. Or I think what was, it, was it one of the quotes where it's like she only makes 40 grand on social media. <laughs> and her scene's like, oh, that's not even, a, that's not even one scene of couture. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was crazy. 
Did we did we miss anyone else on our list? We covered pretty much everyone we wanted to cover. All right, Martin, hit us with hit us with the quotes. Oh, okay. So I think this one I was telling Dan earlier, but this was one of my my favorites, <laughs> and it was from very early on. Yeah. So this is Christine. First episode. Uh, the scene opens with her and uh, Kane walking into a motorcycle shop, and she goes like, "Oh my god, I couldn't sleep." So quote, "I couldn't sleep because." I need to be more prepared. What if there's an earthquake? Did you see those movies where you get stuck? I need a motorcycle to get to a private jet. And then he goes, do you even know how to ride a motorcycle? <laughs> he doesn't have a license. Kane's my favorite. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, how, how does, like, how do you even get this idea? Like, oh my Kane God. has like, hides like two extra brains in those cheeks of his. Because he seems to like just be so much more aware. <laughs> like, like, I don't know what's going on in their head. Like, how does this happen? Kate is so, like, I love how... It's funny because, yeah. like, I feel like everyone does a little bit of impulse shopping, but their impulse shopping is, like, on such a different scale. <laughs> yeah, like, they're just watching me or, like, what is happening? <laughs> I, I can't, like, I can't get in... Like, I'm trying to empathize here, but I can't do it. I can't because it's just, it's so out there for me. I can't relate. I cannot relate. Like, I, I can't I'm fall asleep because I'm a natural disaster. I can yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> a freak earthquake. <laughs> Like, like, who gets those, like, thoughts and those, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, so this goes back to a point that, like, we kind of talked about earlier. Like, how much of this is, like, the acting part? Like, because you're on camera. Yeah. And how much of this is authentic? Because, so if she's authentically like that, then I'm like, my God, how are you surviving in this world? But if it's not, then I'm like, okay, I kind of understand it. But what, what, what made you want to, take on this kind of persona if it's an act <laughs> like wouldn't you want to be you know like smarter or more intelligent like <laughs> maybe this is actually a concern she has you know maybe it's it's real you know give her the benefit of the doubt <laughs> maybe I'm sure there's like plenty of doomsday survivalists you know yeah most of them don't true. have access to a large amount of money to spontaneously buy a motorcycle <laughs> <laughs> buy motorcycles that you can't you can't drive <laughs> to a private jet that you may or may not have well actually i wouldn't be surprised if she had one but like right Honestly, uh, at that point, I just like, you know what? Forget the motorcycle. Just like, I just want a helicopter parked on top of my apartment for emergency purposes. <laughs> just have it sit there. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, live in pilot. Yeah, yeah just hire the pilot too. <laughs> yeah, on demand pilot. You need to be there every day. I will pay you to sit there and be on your phone in case of a doomsday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I might as well. <laughs> but to buy one yourself, like what? Right? Bring on the next quote. I'm actually running low. I, uh, <gasps> we're running out. I have like, I'm just going through my notes now. Oh, there was like the Andrew quote, the, I want a, I don't want a 180 relationship. I want a 360. Can you just say the sex scenes were just like, while they were steamy, I'm like, how comfortable, like knowing how insecure Andrew is a person, how comfortable was he being filmed, like engaging in sex <laughs> on camera? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Because was... cameras are obviously there. There's no. I mean, he is yeah. an actor, right? So, uh, there was one scene where, okay, so first of all, apparently the way rich people shop is you sit in your mansion of a castle and you <laughs> invite these brand names to your house to bring the clothes to you. Yes, and then you go oh, through their. Yeah. yeah, you go through and you pick the ones you want. So this is with uh, Anna and Kevin. 
Uh, and then she was looking through clothes. But they were like sitting in the living room, and then she just like starts like stripping. <laughs> she starts like just trying clothes on the spot, and then Kevin's just like, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> he's, he looks so uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm like, uh... but yeah, but she's like full frontal n- naked on camera. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, like d- did Anna not is. Return? I mean, I guess she doesn't Anna care. is a bit older. Maybe she's just like, oh, I'm too. I, I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, she, maybe I mean, she already has kids. She's divorced. She I mean, um, even outside of that, she has a very, like, YOLO attitude. Yeah. I mean, she, she does. Anna can afford, literally afford, to live in her own world. Yes. You know, the yeah, world, yeah. The, it, like, as in, I think as Kelly was saying in the, sh- in the show today, uh, podcast I was listening, or video I was listening to, um, it's, it's, it's Anna's world. We're just living in it. <laughs> and I am, fi- I'm, frankly, I'm very thankful that I get to do get into this little insight of what it feels like to be insanely rich and being Asian, apparently, where you can invite designers like uh, that you only dream of meeting if you're into fashion to really like you know crawl into your humble abode. It's like here is my here are my <laughs> here are my wares. <laughs> Please buy one. You're supposed to bring collection. Yeah, like <laughs> like damn, <laughs> I I can't even imagine. You know, these designers who are, like, put on pedestals in the industry. It's like, yeah, there's, like, you know, there's there's uh, my regular, you know, uh, run-of-the-mill merchant that I, you know, sometimes patron. They just, you know, walk <laughs> in at home and provide me with goods. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So, I like, actually, what, like, um, I like what happens afterwards. So, so apparently, uh, a, a number of, like, I don't know, shoes and clothes was gifted to Kevin. Yeah, and so he's like all happy where he goes off, and then he's having a conversation. I don't know if it was with Kane or somebody else. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, maybe, maybe she's testing you." It's like, yeah. I know I've done that. You test them with money and see how they respond. Oh. And, and then he gets like super scared. He's like, "Oh shit!" Right. <laughs> so later he goes back to Anna. <laughs> Apparently, out of the blue, he like knocks out a door. Yeah, and she just peeks through this little peephole. She's like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> and she's, he's like, "Can I come in?" He's like, "No." It's <laughs> like okay. And she's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But Anna's so cute. Honestly. I love her. Like, again, I, I think yeah. she, like, she'd be such a fun person to be friends with. I think it'd be very interesting. Yeah. And, and like, for like for what it's worth, she treats her friends well. I, I think so, too. And, like, yeah. I think I'd be the same way. You know, if I, if I had that much money, I'd treat my friends well. But if you're, like, yeah. if you're a total prick to me, I'm going to treat you poorly. I don't give a fuck who you are. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think what she, like I don't think anything she does like maybe it might be eccentric, but I think again she is justified in terms of what she wants to do. But maybe yeah. perhaps not knocking down your closet with a hand, sledgehammer. She did do that in the first episode. She's like, I need to fix my closet, and she, she's here. Like, <laughs> so she's in a nice dress with a, with a crown, like a like like almost royalty looking crown. Yeah, she's a giant hammer. She goes in. She's like, ah, she just, just smashes a hole. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Yeah. I did read an article, I think, or they were, she was saying that, like, they, she was, like, it was scheduled construction. Oh, okay. So it was okay. going to go were, down like, taking a long time. So it was, like, a planned thing. And she was like, I'm just going to try it. Okay. Okay. So that, that makes a little more sense. Because yeah, I'm yeah. just, like. So I watch him, like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Why are you smashing down? Your Anyways, Martin, finish your story about the whole returning the shoes yes. thing. So earlier I was saying Kevin doesn't, I don't think he's, like dumb dumb right like they make him out to be the dumb one i don't yeah. think so yeah uh, except for like this is one of those exceptional moments though so he's like man i don't know rich people culture like, <laughs> is this a test and he's like like i I've, no one has ever done this for me i need yeah. to give this back yeah 
And then Anna just goes like, you know what? Uh, you know, it's rude to return gifts, right? And it, this is across all cultures. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're rich or not. Yeah. And then he also looks, he looks so dumbfounded at that moment. He's just yeah. like, oh. And he's like, so I can just take these? And she's yeah. like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. And then he walks up. I think that was a really cute moment. It was cute. But like, yeah. I think I would, be, I would do the same thing. Because like, if, yeah, I was, like, if I was in an insanely rich environment where this is completely new to me, I'd be like, did I screw up? Did I, was accepting to get the wrong thing to do? Yeah. Did I mess up? I think, I think that was pretty relatable. I, like, yeah, I, I would do the same thing. I'm not going to lie to you. If I was Kevin in Kevin's shoes, I did the exact same thing. No doubt about it. All right, to end up today, I do want to talk about the biggest highlight of the show. It's the dick pump uh, debacle. I thought you were going to say it's Kevin. Oh, <laughs> Kevin is Kevin is a perpetual highlight. Okay, there's no singular there's no singularity in a show for Kevin. Kevin is a show. Okay, okay. <laughs> hashtag Team Kevin. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyways, going back to the whole um, dick pump thing. So Anna was inviting friend uh, Kevin and homies over. Uh, Kim was there. She brought this. Random guy. <laughs> As Martin is like kind of signaling in the camera, which you can't see, they had mouth massages. You know, they had these people with gloved hands. Oh, I forgot your about mouth, them. <laughs> and it's like squeezing your mouth. I'm like, is that a thing? Is mouth massages a thing? Would 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 you want to try that one day, Martin? Let's I don't do think it. So. Part, bonus podcast. Let's go. No, no, no one is sticking their fingers <laughs> in my mouth. No, no. That's that's, so your your dentist does it. Yes, but they're doing it with the purpose That's of also cleaning my teeth. <laughs> and, and to Annie's point, I hate going to the dentist because <laughs> it is uncomfortable and it's unpleasant, but I put up with it because, you know, they're helping me clean my teeth. Yeah, I actually don't mind a dentist. The only thing I hate about the dentist is the fluoride at the very end. Oh, well. Where you make you like kind of just like uh, gargle it a little yeah. bit for a minute. Like, I don't oh. know why... They- not gargoyle, but like they make you stick it around your teeth and swish yeah, it. Yeah, they, they have to go foam. to the dentist. Oh, it's so like, I, like, oh my god, like, can you not get a better tasting fluoride? Like, it's, it's the most vile liquid to ever, like, walk the face. What do you get? It's like, it just tastes like, um, no, no, no. What, what flavor do you get? I don't know. I don't ever check the bottle, but it just tastes like, like, they don't ask you. No. I remember as a I kid, a you have a choice. I went to the dentist and they were like, oh, <laughs> this tastes like strawberries. And I was like, okay. And then they put it in my mouth. I'm like, Tastes like lies. I'm like I'm like gagging. <laughs> yeah, just remembering that's the <laughs> feeling. Okay, so I was fortunate enough to be offered flavors when I was young. I made a mistake. So orange is disgusting. Uh, chocolate. Orange is and disgusting. toothpaste don't even mix though. Like, yeah, have you exactly. ever had an orange after having like? Oh no, that's dirt. That's yeah. dirt. Uh, that's dirt. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, vanilla is a no go. Like all the things that you would think be okay, at least for me, are no go. Strawberry, that's a no go. Oh, I tried no no flavor. Like yeah. they, they, so they do have a flavorless one that's more tolerable, but I think mint was the best because it reminded me of toothpaste. No, okay, my, it, my, it, was, it was just like it's just disgusting. The strawberry one is so awful. It's no, like, they're all bad though. It's <laughs> like I hate all. I, I don't know. Like I, it tastes like it's just the feeling of it. Yeah, it? it's a feeling. No, it's a, it's definitely a flavor factor for me. I don't care about the feeling of it. I don't care to like feel slimy. I'm a texture guy, but like the taste is like disgusting. Like it's like licorice. With like Pepto and like, it just. Did you get the bubblegum flavor? Because that is like, I think I, I, might think have, I threw up a little I bit. I think it might be the bubblegum. It's just <laughs> really gross. Whatever it's do so you, bad. I'll ask the next so time. Like, bad. what flavor are you using there? Because I need to know for like my what podcast. Are they, 
how do they test these? I don't think they do. It's just like, no, like when they make them, they're like, oh, I'm going to create this flavor. <laughs> and like, who did they mix, test them on? They just mix this disgusting. concoction and hope for the best. It works. That's all that matters. Who cares about the user experience? Oh my god! So lesson for I guess Dane and the listeners: if you ever go to a dentist, uh, ask what flavors of fluoride they have. If that's the thing <laughs> that you're gonna absolutely get. disgusting. Anyways, going going back to Bling Empire, so they have, they're they're doing mouth massages, and Kim and company. This guy only appeared like once in the whole series. Who, but, yeah, like, who is he? Uh, I think it's just Kane's friend. Like he's Kate. a celebrity hairstylist. Is he actually? Oh, is that what he? Yeah, he is. I've seen him on like YouTube, some... like before watching Bling Empire. He looks like some guy. He looks like a caveman. And like his impression, <laughs> in... like literally his appearance in Bling Empire, like plummeted his like impression to like rock bottom for me. <laughs> yeah, because really? I saw him like on YouTube before doing like hair videos. And I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> like, yeah, no, he. Like, this guy's so annoying. The thought process is so poor. There, it's like Kim and friend, whatever his name is. I don't get his it. name is yeah. just I just don't remember his name. But they it's go guy. To... Guy. Okay, so Kim and Guy go into Anna's home to christen it with a Bible or something of the sort. Okay, so so this came like from exercise. <laughs> yeah, like so sage something like that. So Anna invites Kim over because they thought they would like you know hang out or whatever. Yeah, she's telling her a story about how she used to have a pet monkey. Yeah. So first of all, pet monkey, like what the fuck? That, yeah, that's amazing. I don't pet. But anyways, pet monkey died. She used to have like a pond or a fountain filled with fish. Yeah. Died. She's like, "Oh my god! It's like your house is haunted with like spirits and shit or something." So, so now she like gets time passes. Yeah, like so, so now <laughs> she has like apparently she's superstitious, super superstitious. Yeah, which is why she brought like like a giant cross or something when they went for the house massage. Yeah, and th- that's how she went or decided to go about and explore her house and like oh my god it was so rude though it is they went to anna's washroom and they found a penis pump and honestly i had like i did not know the existence of a penis pump until playing empire (laughs) i'm like what the fuck is a penis pump like yeah honestly i'm like i don't know what this is like i was like i also feel like i don't know what it's like like one of those existences right so anyways, not only did they find this penis pump by invading her washroom, they yeah. they had the bright idea of taking it out of the washroom, pouring out the questionable liquids in the penis pump, and then tossing it out the window in front of everybody. Yeah, like... like Yeah, like, it's bad enough that you're invading her privacy when she invited yeah. you to her house, and then you have to... Like, why couldn't you just, like, ignore it, even if you were snooping? Yeah. Like, what's like, the point of throwing it out the window? Yeah, well, yeah, like, what is the thought process behind chucking out the window? Like, what is that going to do for you? Kim never properly apologized for that. And that was my problem with Kim. Like, no, she didn't. She was like, oh, it wasn't me. It was Guy. Okay, like, why is this, why is this all put, why is this all put on, put upon me now? And like, no, Ke- Kevin was like really mad at her. And I, I again, mad respect points to Kevin because yeah, he stuck so. up for Anna and she's like, that's really fucked up that you even did that shit. And I agree. Because not only did they find his penis pump, it was later revealed that they found an anal playbook, right? That, Chris, that they told Christine. So it's not only that they did this shit, they also, like, you know, spread the good word to, like, their their circles. So it's messed up. And Kevin, like, again, respect points yeah. him for standing up to Kim and say, you know, that's really messed up. You should apologize. That led to a whole drama where they threw drinks at each other. Yeah. And as it turns out, Kevin ended up being the guy that apologized to Kim. And Kim's like, oh, you know, I forgive you. It's like, Wait, what? Yeah, Kim, Kevin. How, that makes oh, no yeah, sense. Oh yeah, this did happen. 
Like really? Yeah. So Kevin's That's like fucked. Kevin's like I don't you know what? I don't want to continue this drama anymore. I'm just gonna apologize and we're gonna move forward. And Kevin's like, oh, you know, yeah, I, I forgive you. Like after the whole thing, I'm like, like bitch, uh, please. Yeah. I'm like, my impression of Kim is not great. I'm like, what <laughs> happened here? <laughs> like you're the one that fucked up here. You're the one that went to someone's home, took their shit, and threw it out the window. And yet you're the one apo- like, sorry, you're the one forgiving people. For the for drama, yeah. What's going on? I'm sure you're a hard worker. You earned your wealth being a DJ, but like, what's like? You, this is the That's this ridiculous. is truly the Kardashian delusion that comes with reality TV shows. That I'm like, I, I was going into this like that was the impression I was going for. Oh, sorry, that was the that was the drama I was looking for in a show like this. But like, the the level of delusion there is like, you you can't recognize that you did anything wrong there. What the hell? It's. Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. I have no idea. That was why. ridiculous. Watching that actually made me kind of mad. This <laughs> <laughs> is so disrespectful. Like, what the heck is going on? Right. I I was mad for Anna and like you know, like you people say like, oh, Anna's weird, but like when shit like this happens to you, like you can't even make the shit up. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. dick pump business and like you know, I mean, I mean it's Anna's world, but again, rich world. But like still, you cannot make this up in terms of all the nonsense that goes on and like. Like you know, you you like do you blame Anna for being jaded if this is like her life on a daily basis? Truly, hundred yeah, percent, right? Um, so yeah, like I don't know like how it came about that Kim was the one that was the victim here, but like it just bothers me that people like to like it's like people like her really bother me. The ones that take that take the victim card is like you know why is this why is this all on me? I'm the victim here. I don't have to give like I don't have to claim any responsibility. And it's yeah. just like maybe that's how you got so far in life, but like it's such a shitty way to live. Yeah, um, Kim's not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all in who's all, your we... favorite. Yeah. Oh, who's my favorite? Easy, Team Kevin. If you can't pick <laughs> Kevin, <I> can't... <laughs> it'd probably be Anna, wouldn't it? Anna's up there. I think Kane is real. Like as much as Kane is like very uh, rich and like out of our realm uh of like un- like understanding the world um but i think kane is also the most relatable of all of them right he's he's hilarious his his humor is great the way he explains chinese new year is hilarious he's like uh white Ch- white new year sucks you oh just- yes <laughs> that was a good one like like you know you just you just w- you just make a resolution make a wish and hope for the best Right, whereas Chinese New Year, you wake up to money. It's <laughs> <laughs> good food, a celebration. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Chinese New Year does right. rock. <laughs> that good. And Kelly was explaining today that despite Kane being like, you know, super rich, um, he also wants everything free. I'm like, that's relatable. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Kane's up there in terms of like, you know, like, like again. I don't know if Kane hides like two extra brains in those cheeks of his, but <laughs> like his level of logic is like, like maybe the, like is so much is so relatable that I love him, love him for it. I'm, I can't wait for season two. It's apparently in the works. So apparently, according to Kelly, that when she was talking about today, that it's gonna be bigger and more and better than uh, season one. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Have they started filming already? I think so. They must have. Oh, okay. But I wonder Kevin, how they navigate everything with COVID. I don't know. Yeah. But Kevin already moved. Like he moved out to, like he he moved from LA since, the, uh, the season uh, or since filming of uh, Bling Empire One. 
So I'm not sure if this is done prior to, like they're just editing right now, or I don't know how they're navigating it. But I'm sure hmm. that if it's an ongoing filming process that they, like either, there's two choices. Either continue filming after COVID's over, vaccinate everyone and continue filming, or they take what they have, make a season out of it, and then wait for season three. Mm. So I think that's those are like those are their options there. It was all said and done though. Uh, Barnes three three episode experience. Uh, Annie and and my own's uh, full fledged experience, which Martin should definitely jump on board. <laughs> How would you rate the show out of ten stars? Annie can go first. Hmm. I don't know. I think overall I liked it. Probably like eight or nine. Yes, I, I agree. It. I'm gonna give it a solid eight, and then we'll give a plus one Kevin star. Up to <laughs> I it was really nice to see like what rich people problems were, and even though they were like you know they're still I'm sure they had other issues, like I like that how I like to I like to see and I appreciated seeing how human their problems were too. And yeah, sometimes... I mean past like the whole thing where they're like yeah. dropping thousands of dollars on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> I think like a lot of their problems kind of are relatable, right? Like Kelly yeah. and Andrew have like a very toxic relationship that yeah. uh, I'm sure some people can relate to, mm-hmm. and then like. Cherie and Jesse have like that whole issue with marriage, which I'm sure tends to come up with uh, couples, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. But yeah, just like in general, I think they do have common experiences outside of just being yeah. super wealthy. <laughs> I think I think some of their problems are also exacerbated too, just because again, like because they're like so wealthy, their dating pool is much more limited than the average Joe. Not to say dating is easy for the average Joe. I'm sure it's very difficult, but still, I'm sure it's even more difficult. For a person who's like extremely rich make like a k-drama and marry a poor person <laughs> oh my god but that's that yeah. i mean i think that's so controversial i think for the rich people i don't know but like a super rich person marrying a poor person like like i'm just putting myself in those shoes like i'm not rich but if i'm married to a rich family you know like i think i would be very self-conscious absolutely it's like how much do i work out to make sure i maintain pecs and abs to make sure that like, obviously I, I, like I'm obviously being married to his family because you know I'm the trophy husband for some reason right so <laughs> I, I better make sure I maintain some sort of image to maintain trophy husband status you know well, I mean you wouldn't have to work I imagine so you could just yeah, uh, spend so, the time working out yeah I would just be working out 24-7 and like I'd, be, I'd probably be the house husband working like cooking and everything and again I'm totally <laughs> I'm totally okay being the house husband but just like, man, the pressures that I would have to undergo as the trophy boyfriend or husband is probably like tremendous. I think it'd be stressful for sure. Oh, definitely. 100%. Yeah. All right, Martin. Review of Fling Empire. Go. Okay. So I'll preface it by saying I absolutely detest reality shows. So it's definitely not my thing. But how many pre- uh, reality shows are you see that are, you know, Asian? You know, Asian-centric. It's so rare. It's so refreshing. Terrace House. Ter- but that's so different. to me, it, it makes no difference whether it's Asian or not. I don't care about the culture. Yeah. It's it's the idea of it and the way people behave on it. And and the aspect of uh, are they just faking it for because they're on camera? Yeah. Or is it really them? Mm-hmm. Either way, it's kind of bad. Like either they're faking this shit, which is like especially for the stereotypical reality show, yeah, it's a lot of drama, a lot of bitchiness, a lot of uh, very indecent <laughs> and and just straight up like fucked up behavior. Yeah, so if they're faking that, why the fuck would you fake that and, and do these things to some other people? Mm-hmm. So that's fucked up. Yeah, if they're not faking it, that means you're really fucked up yourself, which mm-hmm. is also bad. 
for again the stereotypical reality show again not my cup of tea uh i'll give it a three a three <laughs> a three i will a three watch it Varn, as you as need, someone who you is, need to finish the series now and like you need to make a strong like really evaluate as, that score as someone who is very uh critical about the state of our society it's something i think about a lot and i critique a lot Again, it could just be me, but that's why I'm saying this is not my cup of tea because this shows the worst of society. They're like, the not fact the that worst can... of society. I don't the think it's the you... worst of society. I think in some ways, if you think about like the waste, obviously, and like kind of how, I guess, like environmentally aware anything about not being the... super wealthy is, obviously, it's yeah. not great. But I don't think they're the worst of society. They're not the worst of society in, in the sense that like the, the, the darkest criminals or, or whatever, but they have so much available to them that they can do like they have the ability so many resources to do good but it's thrown away on like two thousand dollars or whatever shit they do yeah right yeah. and or, or the stupid drama like they have they have fights uh where they try to spend more money than the other person like like what the fuck is going on here you could do so much good with that money it they're not the worst but it's it's what i hope people don't become mm. if i had to put a poster on a wall of like this is what you should be, and this is how you should live yourself. These are the virtues of a good person, and here are, is what you should avoid. It would be people in reality TV shows. Those <laughs> are what fair. you should avoid. <laughs> uh, and I'm not hating on Bling Empire specifically, yeah. but I'm just saying the stereotypical TV show, the Kardashians, whatever you name it. Yeah, they're they're all fairly similar to me. It just so happened that these people are rich and Asian, yeah. so they're somewhat more relatable. But yeah. And, and maybe I'm over being overly critical, but yeah. this is this is me, and you're asking for my subjective opinion. Yeah. So I, there you have. I think part of it in terms of Kardashians and other reality shows like Big Brother and all that jazz is that it's like overproduced, right? So because you create storylines, and not to say that Blink Empire isn't produced in any way. I'm sure that it is to produce storylines because they they did chop up the treat like the Versailles Palace thing, which again, as Kelly's stated, it doesn't really add to the storyline. Therefore, it was chopped. But I think the idea was that it tried to keep. It pretty real and as we you know as we did talk about you know at the end of the day if we strip away the rich filter off the show their problems are fairly fairly uh, relatable at its core so overall uh it looks like it i look- think like my personal view is like in terms of reality tv like if it's something you are watching like it doesn't matter to me yeah. whether or not it's real or not because it's just like created for the purpose of entertainment yeah it's true well like martin was also like goaded into watching the show what made you want to watch it then uh, oh, also. <laughs> I was going to say goaded by Dan <laughs> Goaded? No, no, no He was encouraged To watch it And he vol- he happily Volunteered himself to watch it Because of self say happily. Okay uh, But I watched. I want to watch it because of you know only and primarily because of Kevin. supporting Asian <laughs> Because of Kevin, because of Kevin. <laughs> I watch it primarily and only exclusively to support Asian Asian cast of an Asian produced show. Okay. Yeah, so that's like kind of why I wanted to watch it too. So I've like I try to watch everything that has an Asian person in it. Yeah. To right. support Asian representation. Because I think it's only been like in recent years, like when you think about kind of the shows that we were we had growing up, I'm yeah. like I can't think of a single Asian person that was in any of them. Like East Asian, I mean like like of like uh you know chinese japanese korean like vietnamese filipino i guess like i can't think of anyone mm-hmm. yeah so i think it is important um no, for sure 
but yeah. I'll find other Asian shows to watch. <laughs> yeah, wow, Martin. But again, I chose Lincoln Park because of, solely because of the, of the Asian cast and nothing else. Support Asian can. representation. So yeah, exactly, right, Martin? Yes, and did you can. watch To the Moon? <laughs> to the Moon. I watched that recently. No, what's that did about? Did you like it? Uh, it was interesting. I, so. <laughs> I wasn't as familiar with the whole the whole like myth and story and background, uh, so I thought it was very interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, without spoiling it for anybody, I guess if they want to watch it, uh, the the whole pop star moment was like, wait, what? <laughs> I honestly, I really didn't like it. <laughs> you didn't like it? What what is this called again? To the moon. It was so random. To the moon. Okay. Like was, in the beginning the of the movie, it starts off. This intro is very like traditional Chinese or like a family that makes uh, what do they make? Mooncakes. Yes. Oh. Uh, over. Yeah. I think it's over the moon. Over was the moon. Uh, oh, 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 over the moon. Maybe I'm wrong. It, it's I, I watched it like. Could be called know. Over the Moon. I think To the Moon is a <laughs> is a video game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, they they make mooncakes. Hmm. And then like halfway through the movie, you like go on an acid trip or something, and everything gets like neon <laughs> yeah, color. Like... <laughs> like the palette is like honestly like I was watching it, and the color palette is just so bright. I'm like my eyes are burning. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm just like whoa, whoa. Like, like it like, was not what I expected. <clears throat> Like, sometimes, you know, like, when you watch a movie or a show, like, there's a yeah. plot twist, and you're like, wow, yeah. that was really good. And then sometimes you get a plot twist, and you're like, but why, though? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. support Asian representation. But Absolutely. Like, I don't know what I'm watching. Speaking of support Asian representation, we have an episode coming up, coming up soon, and we'll be having a guest coming back for that. But we're going to be featuring Shanghai Share Life. Have you ever watched Terrace House, uh, Annie? Oh, I don't think so. <gasps> What's it called? Okay. If there wasn't ever a reality show that I could get behind, that would be the only one. Terrace is pretty good. If you All got right, give me the name again. Terrace House. Terrace House. Okay, if you like Terrace House, uh, we're... isn't Terrace House the one that had like a scandal where one of the Japanese people like yes. did suicide? Yes, yes, like, that's one of exactly the Japanese ones. stars. Yeah, I my first season of Terrace House was Aloha State. I think that was like it still remains one of my favorite ones. Actually, Boys and Girls in the City was pretty good too with Armand. Uh, that was I enjoyed that one too. Armand's hilarious. He's such a hedonist. Love the guy. Remind me who he is. He's the he he's, was the mix. He's a Middle Eastern guy, I think. Yeah. He's a, he has a twin, but he just wanted to be happy in life, and he he, he had a really long stay in the Terrace House. Either way, mm-hmm. it's it's a really good time. So we're gonna do a session on Shanghai Share Life, which is the Chinese variant of the show. So if you're down to come back for that, definitely please do. It'll be a good time. <laughs> Maybe if I binge watch it in the meantime. <laughs> I mean, you binge watch everything. I'm sure you'll... you'll... So I'll send you a link. I have later. the attention span of a gnat. <laughs> I have to binge watch it or I would never finish anything. <laughs> okay, I'll, 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 send you, I'll send you a link for that and then maybe we can Current revisit. But anyways, folks, we have reached the end of this podcast. Thank you again, Annie, for coming on today. We really Thank appreciate you. Hopefully you'll come back in the future and talk more about shows with us. But anyways, anyways, folks, thank you for tuning in this week. This was about Bling Empire. Hashtag Team Kevin. (laughs) There's no opposing team. (laughs) Exactly. Kevin's the only winner. (laughs) There is no competition. Team Kevin. (laughs) And then until next time, folks, keep repping the hashtag Team Kevin. And... uh, (laughs) Stay tuned for our next podcast two weeks from now. Have a great one, everybody. See you. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.